Hello, welcome back to the Ice Bath. I'm Matt. I'm Griff. And uh, what a what a great slate of games we had on Thanksgiving. Yeah, the a, Thanksgiving games were great. Great, great Thanksgiving in general. You know, it's always a good day when you got football, turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy, pumpkin pie, apple pie, all that good stuff. And lots of alcohol. Yes. Yeah, the beers were flowing. But um, but the games, all, all three games were really good. Yeah. Um, it was nice to be able to just sit there and watch football all day long. Um, I fell asleep twice during the uh, Giants Cowboys game and still woke up to uh, to a solid ending. Man, it's the turkey. Oh yeah, yeah, I was I was in a big food coma there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, definitely a great slate of games. I thought the uh, the Buffalo game was going to be a little bit of a blowout, but I was pleasantly surprised too that that was a great and competitive how about, game. How about the game Amon Ross St. Brown put together? He had a, he had an incredible game. I mean, receivers all around. Amon Ross had a huge game. Jay Jettas had a huge game. CeeDee Lamb had a huge game. CeeDee Lamb, yeah. Thanksgiving was a was a great day for receivers. CeeDee Lamb should have had a touchdown there. Yep, I 100% agree. That was a, an amazing catch. I don't understand how both his feet weren't in bounds for that. But, hey, you know, uh, that's the officiating in 2022 for you. Yeah, it's been, it's been quite interesting to say the least. Um, um, yeah, I mean, all the favorites still won. Yep, they um, did. I thought... I thought the Patriots were going to steal one out on uh, Minnesota, but to my surprise, Minnesota won yet again. Um, you know, I, it was a bounce back. They had to after what they did against Dallas. They did. Uh, Minnesota, they they looked pretty damn good. You know, when, when Kirk Cousins has Justin Jefferson, it's just unfair. Right. Like, Jefferson's just unguardable. I, I don't understand it. He's the best receiver in the league. I, I don't yeah, think I, right now I don't think you can make any argument that there's a better receiver at this moment. Healthy now. Right, right. Yeah, he is he is the best healthy receiver as of right now. I will give you that. Um He's just a cheat code. Like you he's when he's on the field, you know where he is. He's just that mm-hmm. difference maker. Like he's one of those guys where if I'm watching the Vikings play, I wanna I'm just cued in on Justin Jefferson. How could you not? I mean he's he's a highlight waiting to happen. Look at it a couple weeks ago. The uh, best catch in NFL history. Yeah, the best catch in NFL history. And he also had like two other catches that were like up for catch of the year yeah. in that game. Like he, he's just, he's unreal. Um, speaking of unreal. Yeah, speaking of unreal. This season, Josh Jacobs has been him. Yeah. Um, especially this past week against Seattle Seahawks, where Jacobs had a phenomenal day. Um, he had over 300 all purpose yards. And he added a pair of touchdowns. I mean, six catches for 74 yards, that's like normal wide receiver stat line. Right. Not yeah. to mention he carried the ball for 33 times and had over 200 yards rushing, 229 to be exact. Like, this offensive explosion is something that the Raiders have lacked all season. Um, and I think they made a mistake declining his fifth-year option. I agree, you know, and I think they may be in a position to where – I mean, you don't see it often with running backs, but do you think they consider tagging him? Uh, would he pe- play on the tag? That's true. I don't know if he would. Uh, I mean, uh, would you want to stay in Las Vegas right now? <laughs> not a shot. If, if you're Josh not, Jacobs? Not a shot. I mean, he can go and get the bag somewhere. Uh, he's going to have a huge market as a free agent this year. Oh, yeah, 100%. If he, if he hits the open market, he's going to have a huge market. Uh, I guess that didn't really make sense, but yeah. yeah if he hits the open market, he's there's going to be a huge yeah. There's going to be yeah, there's right. going to be a lot of teams going after him. Um, there's a lot of teams that 
you know, if they're willing to go out and spend on a running back, I, I'd go out and spend on a guy like Josh Jacobs. He's yep. just been consistent. Yep. He's been consistent, and he's improved on the the one thing that he's needed to improve on the past couple of years, and that's his pass-catching yep. ability. 100%. Um, you know, he was never really a pass-catcher up until this season, and then you go and he, he has a game, and he catches what? nine touches. Yeah. 39 touches. 33 touches. Oh, well. 33 carries and six, yeah. and no, six you're right, catches. You're right, you're 39 right. touches. Yeah, 39 touches. He I had... I thought about carries. Yeah, no. When you get the ball in his hands, that offense is going. Right, and, right. Cl- I mean, close to 40 like touches is just insane for one player. We've seen it all year long, though. When when you, when you you're able to get the ball get the ball to Josh Jacobs, the the offense looks good. Yeah, it, it looks really good. Um, And you got a guy like Devonta Adams there that adds the receiving game, which helps the run game. Um. And you, I mean, Darren Waller's been unhealthy all season. If you yeah. get him back, I mean, that offense could be really good. But again, you have you have no captain of the ship. You, I mean, you have Derek Carr, who's an all right quarterback, but the real captain's your your coach, in my opinion. And and McDaniel's, uh, is, McDaniel's not is not it. No. He is not good. Um, you know who is good? <clears throat> Mike White. <laughs> Mikey Mike F- White. I got Mikey to F- I got F- to rant White. about the Jets in uh in in Zach Wilson last week and. I think Rob Sala listened to me. He must have tuned into the pod. He definitely um, did. He made the switch to Mike White, and Mike effing White had a day. He provided the, the huge spark to the offense that the team needs. Yeah. You know, I personally, like watching the Jets year in, year out, game in, game out, I haven't seen a quarterback take control of a game for the Jets like this in years. And, yes, I know it was the Bears, and they're a mess all around. The team's just pretty damn bad. And he played against Trevor Simeon. Right. But at the same time, if Zach Wilson's in there, I don't think he puts up numbers anywhere close to what Mike White just did. No. When when I'm watching Mike White, I see a guy that he he's got the confidence back. He has, he has a good poise in the pocket. He does. He's got the confidence. He's getting the ball out quick. He's making quick reads and he throws the ball as hard as he can. He's throwing some lasers. Yeah. Like those slant rats. I don't know how those guys are making those catches, but he's got uh, he's just able to spread the ball around, which is what Zach couldn't do. Mm-hmm. He got the ball to Eli Moore a couple times. Eli Moore finally caught a touchdown. Um, I think the entire locker room is just happy to have this sort of guy. I mean, you, you got the whole fan base throughout the entire game with the Mike White chance. I think he's a guy that's taking control of this locker room. And it's something Zach Wilson couldn't do. And the the best part is, well, you mentioned how he's, he, utilized, he was able to utilize Elijah Moore. But he's also utilizing Garrett Wilson to the best of his abilities. Five catches, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. That's a stat line that Garrett Wilson should be putting up every week. He's 100%. talented enough to. But with, with Zach Wilson at the helm, he wasn't doing that. And Mike White's getting the ball to the backs as these check down guys. He's get, he got, uh, I believe, Conklin and Uzoma both had three grabs. He's spreading the ball around throughout this entire offense. Yeah. And that's what you got to do. You've got playmakers on offense. Use them. And uh, you know, I I think that's going a long way. So Mike White, he's got another he's got another uh, favorable matchup this week against long, the Vikings. How long can you keep it up though? That's the thing. I we'll mean, see. If it's a, it's a small sample size, you know, he he was what one and two going into this this week. He's now what two and two. Yeah, he's but he does he that's does have record. some favorable matchups coming up, which is which is Minnesota's nice. no slouch though. Their pass defense is yeah. Their pass defense is the worst. Is in the Mike league. is Mike White going to be able to keep up with uh, that offense? I think so. I don't know. I, mean, I the I, reason why I think so is Minnesota is pretty Kirk much Cousins by far is the worst quarterback. I, yes, I mean, and he's got Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's better than Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Uh, 
Dalvin Cook is but better than our defense is so much better than whoever's their starting for you guys this week. Our defense is so much better than their defense. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, and defense wins championships, but I just their their pass defense is just their pass defense is just so so bad. Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, the Vikings are pro- what are they nine and nine and two now? We'll talk more about this game. In the Vikings later, are but. they may be the worst nine and two team I've ever seen. They have like a plus two point differential. It's it's really bad. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean they're just able to put up points. I mean, that's, yeah, that's they're they're able to put up to. more points than their opponent. Yeah. The, and their defense games. and their defense is doing good a good enough job to to hold. You know. I I, I I just to, think it's so it's uh I think they're pretenders at this point. I I don't know. I don't think. They're, I I think they'll be probably second round eliminated in the playoffs. The They'll offense is good enough to win them games, but their defense is just let them down so much, and that's the problem. Yeah. But, hey, credit to them. They're, you know they're who did let down? Brian Robinson. Yeah, B-Rob. Breakout Brian Robinson game. had a huge breakout game. Um, he ran for 105 yards, his first time breaking the 100-yard mark so far in his young career. Uh, he also brought in two catches for 20 yards and a touchdown. Um, he should be the lead back in this offense, and he's been looking really explosive the last couple of games. Yeah, I, you know, I knew it was kind of – it would take a couple games for him to ease into it. He's coming yeah. off a significant injury. You get he, shot, he in, the shot leg, in the leg. That's definitely going to affect your explosiveness. He's a running back. But but now he he looks back to his yeah, he really former does. self. He's looking like Alabama uh, – not James Robinson, Brian Robinson all, all Brian over Robinson, again. Yeah. He's, it's looking great, and he should be out there instead of Antonio Gibson. He should. He he is. The, Antonio Gibson is nothing more than a change-up back. Yeah, no, no I feel bad for uh, Antonio Gibson because he's he put up a couple of really good seasons in Washington, but at the same time, I don't think he was really a difference maker. No. He, he's a pass catching back. He's a third he's, down back. He he is a change-up back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so. so I mean, I think Brian Robinson. He gets the majority of the workload. You throw him in there, and uh, I mean, pretty pretty good running back table with him and Gibson, for sure. Um, that Washington offense has looked efficient. It has, like really, especially efficient. with Heineke back there. Yeah, what are they seven and five now? Yeah, like they've got a legit shot at the playoffs. If the season ended right now, every NFC East team would be in the playoffs. But I still, I believe they they still have to play the Giants twice. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. They still have two against the Giants, so I, I don't know. I think who I think one of them's got to win both those they, games. They, they they'll split that. It's going to come down to. Like a divisional record or or something like that. I could That'll see be it. a tiebreaker. I could see it. But it's the NFC Beast has uh, been really fun to watch this this season. It has. So of the divisional matchups, um, you know who was also fun to watch was Jordan Love when he came in uh, for an injured Aaron Rodgers against the Eagles uh, on Sunday night. And dare I say, Love looked good, really good. Uh, he went. He only had. Nine passing attempts. He completed six of those passes, but for 113 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Um, they lost by what a score? Yep. And they looked a lot better than I thought they would. They they did. It was um, it was just, well, it was it was kind of a shootout. That game was just like Eagles defense has been pretty subpar as of late. Yeah, they have. Um, they've not been impressing. Yeah, me at we talked we talked about it last week. How... Yeah, I'm not going to revisit it. Um, <laughs> but I think at this point in the season, if you are the Packers. You need to see what you have in Jordan Love. You need to start in the rest of the season. Yes, I hundred, I hundred percent agree. But at the same time, if you're in that Packers front office, do you really want to be the guy that goes up to Aaron Rodgers and it was like, "Listen, you're, we're benching you." Yeah, I would. 
See, you gave him what was it? Three years, one hundred fifty million. They gave him. I'm not sure how the the logistics of that contract though. Are there opt outs in it? I don't believe there are. I and mean, the thing that I I'm looking at is the if you're giving Aaron Rodgers th- a three year contract, you're not planning for the future with Jordan Love. You're planning for the future with Aaron Rodgers. The issue is that the front office did nothing to put the team around them. No. And if you're going to plan for a future with Aaron Rodgers, you can't get rid of Devontae Adams and then bring in nothing. Sure, Christian Watson has looked great the last couple weeks. Romeo Dobbs had some great games. But at the same time, you don't have those difference makers outside of Aaron Jones and I guess A.J. Dillon, who... Who has been disappointing this year. Very. I mean, this, this and even, the first even Aaron year, Jones has been pretty disappointing. This was the first time this year that AJ Dillon's looked pretty solid, and that's because he faced a really porous run defense. Yeah, and but even at at the same time, like their entire run game just hasn't looked good all year. The O line's been pretty bad. I mean, they've been banged up. Yeah, well, and, it, and the I, defense. I, I, I chalked that up to the offensive line's been really banged up. And the defense has been just as much of a disappointment. Yeah, the defense has been terrible, and that was supposed to be. The biggest, the biggest thing on this team was that they're trying to build up a, de- a defense to where keep them in games and Aaron Rodgers will go out and win them. I mean, they put the themselves de- in quite the predicament. Yes, they, they really have. I mean, you spend a first-round pick on Jordan Love, and you try to right the wrong of uh, pissing Aaron Rodgers off with that selection by giving him this contract extension. But now, all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old. He is injured. He, has a, he hurt his ribs, and he has a broken finger broken uh, thumb, right? Which he's been playing with. Which he's been playing with, and he's looked all right, but he's a 39-year-old quarterback, and he's injured, and it's affected his play. He's he's come out and admitted that. Now, would you roll with the guy that's 39 years old, on the tail end of his career, that you're paying millions and millions and millions of dollars, or are you going to roll with a new guy who you might be able to have for the next decade, mm-hmm. uh, who may... You know, be young, spry, bring a whole new energy to this offense, bring this offense to life like he did when he came in in the absence of Aaron Rodgers against the Eagles. And I mean, I feel like you got to justify that first round selection. I 100% agree, but at the same time, it's just it's I, got, I don't understand. I don't understand what the what front office has been doing. The, the I don't think they know what they're doing. No, they, they. It doesn't seem like they do. It's like, well, we spent the first round pick on Jordan Love. We have to roster him, but now. You have the opportunity to uh, – you have two options. Either you can see what you have in Jordan Love, get him some reps in real games, and roll with him moving forward, and then you take a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers who would be so upset that he got benched. He would probably waive any no-trade clause he'd have. I'm not sure if he has one or not uh, to get traded somewhere else. And then you get a, a boatload of picks for that. Or you're able to, vice versa, roll with Aaron Rodgers – and then now you have a, a resume of uh, Jordan Love where it's like, okay, Jordan Love has looked good. We could get some value We can, out we can of get him. some value out of him. Or there's also the, the third option where Jordan Love doesn't look good. and yeah, Right. Then you're kind of screwed. You're not screwed because you roll with Rodgers and you're like, okay, Rodgers. But what happens if Jordan Love comes in doesn't look good? Aaron Rodgers gets pissed off, pissed off that he was benched and he just retires. But you can justify that benching with... Uh, um, the injuries. If right. but if he retires, I mean, I doubt he's going to retire because I, he has. I could see it. You think? I could see it. If he does retire, then I believe Jordan Love is. This is how many more years do they have left of him? Jordan Love has been sitting there for 
three years now? He was drafted 2020. So, was yeah. He, I think he was 19. No, he was 2020. Was he 2020? He was 2020. So, this is the next year will be his last year. Yeah, it was 2020. Next year will be his last year under contract. You hope, I think you got to roll with him and hope he improve, continues to improve uh, if Rodgers retires. But why not see what you have in him? Why not get him those reps? That's what I, I'm, the last yeah. time I'm going to talk about it. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, the team, I don't it's know. It's being a dead horse. Yeah. Anyways, real quick before we jump into our predictions, yeah. we did just release our first merch drop. Yes, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, the link will be in the description. Um, if you're not on YouTube, head over to our social medias at Ice Bath Sports on Instagram and TikTok at Ice Bath Pod on Twitter. And you can check us out on YouTube at the Ice Bath Sports Podcast. Um, on our screen right now, we have our merch. Um, use code IceBath10 at checkout. You could get 10% off our entire store. We have five new, uh, four new shirts and the sweatshirt up. Got some classic looks, some uh, Stay Cool merch. And we got a... Uh, Nice shout out to Kenneth Walker, Kenny Dubs. Got yeah. the fan club shirt up. So it's go a, check it out. Um, if you want to further help support this podcast, cop some merch. Yeah. I mean, all the profits can go right back into the podcast, uh, into yep. the productions, and trying to pump out more content for you guys. May I suggest that Kenny Dubs uh, fan club shirt is absolutely fire. If you have him in your fantasy team and he's going to win you your league, you know, maybe take some of your fantasy winnings and, and cop that shirt because got to pay homage to the guy that you know carried you there right and you can't go wrong with the classic ice passports with our logo on it come on yeah no that, nice you can clean. wear that anywhere you can wear that to, to your you know work or out, out to this you know the club i don't know i don't know what you do for your free time <laughs> wear it while you're watching the games there you go all right, all right. that's enough of our of our merch go our check promo. it out yeah. um let's just jump right into week 13 now week 13 oh. thursday night we got buffalo at new england I gotta go Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo too. Um, you know, New England looked a lot better against Minnesota than they did against the Jets. They did, but that just goes to show how bad that pass defense is. Mac Jones threw for 380. Yikes, Mac Jones. Mac hmm. Jones threw for 380 that was yards against that defense. Mac Jones, but yeah. yeah. Um, no Buffalo. I mean Buffalo. Just they they're the real deal. They are. They, they've had a couple bumps in the road uh, so far through the season, but they're still the Buffalo Bills that. Everyone thought they were going to the uh, start of the season. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Allen's dealing with the injury. But he's looked solid still. Yeah, he's he's making throws that well, a lot of guys can't make, and he's got an injured UCL. So. What's what's concerning is the Von Miller injury. Yeah, that's going to be a big hit to that defense. Yep, hundred percent. But uh, I still got to go buff- Buffalo on this one. Next, we have Pittsburgh at Atlanta. Yeah, I'm going to rock with Pitt again. Yeah, I mean Pitt Pitt beat Indianapolis, and in what I thought was a, kind of a surprise uh, upset little bit i mean pitt has not looked that that great this year they've been really inconsistent but they look like they put it all together against indianapolis yeah so. if, if the season ended right now pitt's picking outside of the top 10 yeah which it, i mean you told me that four or five weeks ago i'd say i'd say you're, you're crazy. crazy yeah jinx um and atlanta just hasn't like really put anything together the past couple of weeks they started off strong but they're starting to, to fall off that that cliff yep um into the uh, abyss of disappointment that Atlanta fans. Speaking of abyss know. of disappointment, we've got a uh, Green Bay at Chicago. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> uh, we got we got two teams in the abyss of disappointment. There, um, I'm going to rock with Green Bay here, yeah. especially if Jordan Love plays. Green Bay looked pretty solid. They held their own against they did. Philly, so I don't see how you you can't take Green Bay against 
And uh, the Chicago Bears who keep finding new ways. To I lose was games. just gonna say we talk about it every week. They they always find a way to lose games. So, yep. yep. Next we got Jacksonville at Detroit. Yeah, this one's kind of a toss up for me. Uh, Detroit looked really good against Buffalo, it's and I think they're pretty legit. Like within the next year or two, they're gonna be a playoff contender. Doug Peterson, the culture he's brought to Jacksonville. That too. I mean that that is really transformed that locker room. I, I saw an interview with Andrew Wingard the other day, the, their safety, and. He uh he was just saying how it's night and day between Urban Meyer and I would Doug hope so. I, I would hope so. You can't get much worse there. No, I know, but they they said like he, he was saying he'd like Doug Peterson has him like running through a wall. Yeah, and he, like Urban Meyer's made him like you know Jacksonville has a better point uh point differential than Minnesota this year. Uh, I believe it. And they're under five hundred. Um, give me Jacksonville here though. Jacksonville, I think this is gonna be a great game to watch. I it's I, definitely gonna be a I agree. Um, I mean, Detroit yeah. just has a really high-powered offense. Who are you going with? I'm going to Jacksonville. You're going to Jacksonville? Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, we got Jets at Minnesota, which I actually wouldn't be shocked if this gets flexed to Sunday night. Um, <laughs> You're a little too high on those Jets, bud. It's not that. It's the fact that Minnesota's just, I, you know, they. I, I don't think they're very good, but they've got that record, and I think this will be one of the better games this week. Um, mm. You know, you can't you can't leave Indy and Dallas on Sunday night. I just don't think that's a good game at all. No, but, um, but I think the we'll talk about it in a couple of games. But um, give me the Jets here. Wow, I got Minnesota. I just I think Minnesota outscores the Jets. Obviously, that's what you got to do to win games. But I don't think the Jets are going to be able to keep up with Minnesota on offense. Disagree. Give me the Jets. Minnesota stinks. I'm saying that now. <laughs> Minnesota stinks. They're not. They're not a good team. I don't. I don't get how they're nine and two. But it's it's not prime time. So Kirk Cousins is going to ball out. Yeah, true, but at this, one o'clock. If the, that's why I kind of hope it gets flexed. <laughs> that's the only reason you want to flex. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't gonna bring it up, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm gonna rock with Mike White. Like I said, the Minnesota pass defense ranks were uh, last in the NFL. But Minnesota also now has film on Mike White. You know, like it's still not gonna help how bad their pass defense is. They just allowed 380 yards to Mac Jones, and you yeah. can't tell me Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Mike White right now. I'm a, I I plead the fifth. Okay, uh, Washington the Giants. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Oh, this yeah, this is where this is a tough one. This is a coin flip for me, but I I, I got to go to the edge of the Giants. I'm they going, just yeah. they stay in the game no matter who they're playing. They've been staying in the game. I'm going Giants at home. I I think the home field advantage is the only reason why for me. And their run D is good, really good. And I don't think Heineke is like that great of a quarterback. I I think he makes the throws that he has to make. But I don't, I, he's just an over glorified game manager. Um, I mean, so is Daniel Jones. It's the battle Dan- of game managers. No, Daniel Jones has that mobility factor. He does, but he's at, at the same time, he's still a game manager. I, I, I think Heineke's more of a game manager than Daniel Jones is. I think Daniel Jones has put together a really, really nice season. Uh, I've been impressed with Daniel Jones this season. I think he's a really solid quarterback. And. Uh, he's played his way into a contract for sure. We've talked about this in previous weeks. I I, I think edge the Giants here. I'm I'm going New York. Um, but I think if their run D is able to take away Brian Robinson and, mm-hmm. and stop the run, force Taylor Heineke to pass against you, it, it's it's over. Giants are taking the dub. Yeah, I've I've got the Giants as well. I just I don't like Taylor Heineke. I don't think he's a good quarterback. There's a reason he was in the XFL. I think he has a good supporting cast in Curtis Samuel, uh, 
Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, um, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. Like he has weapons around him that make him look better than he is. I agree. And uh, on to the next game, which is the game that I think should get flexed to the night game. I'm just sick of seeing Philly on Sunday night. I feel like it's every single week. It was just this past week. I think they're I'm, they're always in prime time, though. I'm pretty sure it was our first Sunday night game this year. Might have been first Sunday night, but I, they've also played on a Monday night. They've had their Thursday night. Well, when you're ten and one, then you can get prime time games too. Hey, listen, they, they. I don't know how they keep finding ways to win these games. The defense looks terrible right now. But they the, did look really. But bad. give me Philly in this one. Um, I do think this will be a very close game, and I hate counting out Tennessee, um, especially when you have Derrick Henry, and your run defense just hasn't been good. But I still think Philly's Philly's offense is just better than Tennessee's. So I think I'm going to give the edge to Philly in what could be, I think, another high-scoring game. Um, this is a game it's going to be low-scoring. And for the reasons you just said, I'm taking Tennessee. Um, oh, yeah, you're picking against Philly. I'm picking against my, my Philadelphia Eagles because I've not been impressed with the run defense at all. The run defense is the scary part. I think they're not going to be able to stop Derrick Henry. You think Henry runs for like 200? I think he runs for buck 60. Couple and, scores and three touchdowns. Jesus. Yep. Yeah, no, I think I think Tennessee gets the ball in their hands. They Well, you keep have the, to. You, you you have to keep the ball on offense if you're Tennessee and you just got to keep running it down Philly's throat. You have to slow you, down the game with you, Derrick. You you right, right. You need to give Derrick Henry 30 plus carries and see what he does. Just let him take over the game and then tell Philly Stop it. Stop the run. Do it. I can see it. I, because I still they, think... they, they, have, they, they have nobody that, I mean, is no receivers are going to be able to match up Darius Slayer, James Bradbury. So, they, I mean, it's not like they have a stud tight end in Austin Hooper. Right. You have Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry alone. But it just it, it matches up really well where Tennessee's that well coach of a team where Vrabel's going to walk in and he's going to be like, okay, we're going to contain Jalen Hurts, force mm-hmm. him to pass on us, but we're not going to give him much time to pass because we're going to control the entire game on offense by running Derrick Henry down their throats. And that's why I think Tennessee wins. Okay. But the, at the same time, though, if uh, if Philly gets off to a hot start on offense and they could stop, they could force a, a three and out or something like that on defense, mm-hmm. then uh, Tennessee is going to be in a position where they're forced to throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, if Philly really runs up the score, Tennessee Tennessee loses this game. But I I think it comes out to the, the first couple, like you said, the first couple drives. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I don't see Philly getting those stops because I don't see Derrick Henry getting stopped by anybody. Well, and it's it's not even the Philly line. it's not even the Philly run defense. It's just stopping Derrick Henry in general, well, which not many teams can not do. many teams can do. But then you you put them up against a a bad run defense. Yeah, a run defense that I mean. If we get Jordan Davis back this week, that would be huge, and that might change my mind to pick Philly because he he's incredible in, in he is. The, yeah. stopping the run. But I just – I don't know. I, I got to go Tennessee here. I have a bad feeling about this game. All right. Yeah, I'm going Philly. Um, Denver at Baltimore. <laughs> give, Denver's give, bad. Yeah, they're bad. Really, really, really bad. Give me Baltimore. Yeah. Give me Baltimore. Denver has a really good defense, but yeah. um, I don't think the, it's good enough to stop Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Baltimore's got to bounce back, though. And Denver's defense against tight ends has been really bad as well. So I think Mark Andrews eats. I think he has a day. I could see it. Uh, next, we have Cleveland at Houston. The Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson revenge game. 
Yeah, give me Cleveland here all day long. I don't. I. I. Houston's just really bad. If Davis Mills was playing, I'd say I would give Houston yes. a shot. Yes. Because I. I think Deshaun Watson's gonna come out rusty. Uh, he hasn't played football in like two years. Yeah. Um. But with Kyle Allen starting, that's that's not the spark that this defense needs, or I mean, this offense needs for Houston. Um, Cleveland's run D is not the greatest though. Um, I mean, I could see Damian Pierce taking over this game. Pierce just hasn't, he hasn't looked great the last couple weeks. He hasn't, but the offensive line hasn't really opened up many lanes for him to run in. Um, I mean, I gotta go Cleveland here on paper, but I, I could see a, a trap game here. I think, uh, I think Amari Cooper has a big game. Okay. And I think Cleveland, Cleveland takes this one pretty easily, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, if Davis Mills was was playing... I think it would be a lot closer. I think it would be a lot closer. Yep. But I think Cleveland blows them out. I agree. Uh, we got Seattle at the Rams. <sighs> the Rams. <laughs> I got to I got to rock with Seattle here. The Rams just they've got what nothing. A, what out. a fall from Allen Chris. Robinson's out for the year. Cooper Cup's still out. Uh, Cooper Cup's out for probably the year. Probably the year, yeah. Matt, uh, Matt Stafford's just Matt Stafford might still up. be out. he yeah. might still be out. Uh, if oof. yeah, got to go Seattle here. Yeah, uh, same here. And Seattle's coming off a, a big tough, loss. Tough loss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is this is a big game for Seattle. Get get another divisional win. Yeah, under, under I, the... I like a uh, I like a pretty big game out of Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I I hope so. Uh, <laughs> Miami at San Francisco. <laughs> I was talking about this game with a couple of friends last night, and uh, Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan know each other so well. They do. They've probably been scheming this up since they were working with each other, waiting for the day that they play against each other. Mm-hmm. They've probably both got tricks up their sleeve. Hundred percent. And I wouldn't be shocked if they're the same tricks. Yeah. They're just that, those kind of guys. Now, we pick differently here because I, I looked ahead of yeah. your pick. Um, you like San Fran. I do like San Fran here. Um, I, I think they're the second best team in the NFC. And it's just so f- hard for me to pick against them at home here. Um, I think the team is just so well balanced on offense and defense. And, you know, in a game where they didn't look great against New Orleans on offense, they shut them out on defense. So that's just kind of the kind of team they've got. If their offense is a little a little slow, they still got the defense to back them up. Right. And if their defense starts allowing some points, then they've got the offense to put up points. They didn't against New Orleans, though. No, they didn't. They put up 13 against New Orleans, who have been bad this year. Um, I don't think any anybody in San Francisco is able to co- cover both Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, much like most of the matchups Miami has had this, this season. I agree. Who Nobody's able to really cover that speed. And San Francisco's cornerbacks don't impress me at all. I mean, they're second. If they can put pressure on Tua, then I, maybe they have a shot. But I just I think Tua picks them apart. I really do. I, I, I Give me Miami here all day. Um, San Francisco just has looked flat on offense. Um, I think losing Mike McDaniels as their OC was a big hit. Because they they have not been nearly as creative or explosive on offense since he, his departure. Um, yeah, I like Miami. How about the beef between uh, Debo and Raheem Mostert right now? There's beef. Oh yeah, Raheem was saying that the uh, Miami offense is way more talented than what they had in in uh, San Fran, and Debo tweeted like, "Let's not get ahead of ourselves, Raheem." 
and they've been going back and forth. It's a, it's an interesting matchup. But a lot of these guys don't like each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's that's going to be a really fun game to watch. I agree. Next up, we have Kansas City at Cincinnati. Uh, what should be a shootout? Yeah, give me KC though. Jamar Chase might be back. He should be. I mean, I thought he was going to be back this past week, and he wasn't. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to rock with KC here. KC's so good. They are so. I good. gotta go KC. I gotta go KC until I can't. Yeah. Um, Chargers at Vegas. Yeah, this one's. Vegas coming off a big win over Seattle. Josh Jacobs coming off a huge, huge game. And Char- the Chargers barely escaped with the yeah, win against the with Cardinals. Two point conversion at the end of the game. Um, I'm I'm gonna rock with the Chargers here. Tough divisional game. I think it'll be a very close game. Um, but I'm going to rock with the Chargers. I just think it's a battle of poor coaching. <laughs> we, we, yeah, uh, well, 100%. <laughs> and that is a good segue into my next point is which team shows up for, for, for both teams? Is hmm. it la- last week's Vegas shows up versus last week's Chargers? Or is it, you know, the Chargers that showed up against the Chiefs? The The problem with the Chargers, and I, we, I think we touched on this last week, is they play to the level of their competition. They do. Like, when, when they're matched up against the Chiefs, I feel like they're always in those games and play them really tight. But mm-hmm. then they, they come out against a, an Arizona team that hasn't been great, and they just barely squeak out a win. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I got to go Chargers here just because Vegas has looked bad more than they've looked good, and that's purely my reasoning. Yeah. We got India at Dallas, and good thing, good thing Jeff Saturday has two extra timeouts going into this game. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. What? What was what, that? What horrible time, uh, game management! Oh my god, I was. Oh. Uh, I feel bad for indie fans, man. Yeah. What? What's going on there? I don't know. Um, I I think Dallas blows them out. I think it's a closer game than that. How? Uh, because Jonathan Taylor. Well, I mean, that's true, but at the same time, Dallas has just looked really good on offense lately. They have. They've been clicking um, on all cylinders. And they, they've they always got a good defense. But what's going to be a great matchup is going to be uh, CeeDee Lamb on Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, I agree. That that should be a great matchup. And Trayvon Diggs on Michael Pittman. Yeah. Well, But Michael Pittman, I mean, he he's pretty solid. Michael Pittman's really solid. He, like, he's he's Mr. Reliable. Look but at I do have the to end get of some... Last, Last night's game. Yeah, no, at the end of last night's game, he made he made some really good, really nice plays for them. Yeah, um, but I do have to give some props to Trayvon Diggs. He's looked he's looked really good this year. Yeah, because he hasn't um, been targeted as much, probably. True, but yeah, give me Dallas. Um, yeah, I I gotta go Dallas. Yeah. I, I think it's gonna be a I don't think it's gonna be a blowout by any means, but I I think Dallas still pulls out the win. Their defense is just too good. I agree. New Orleans at Tampa for the Monday night game. Uh, me. This will be a low-scoring game, I think. Yeah. Tampa. Tampa, too. Um, Tampa just, I mean, they're starting to get their stuff together late in the season. Uh, and that's a team I don't want to face in the playoffs. Well, they they lost last week, though. Yeah, but they, I mean, they're clicking on offense. Yes, but their defense is kind of crumbling right now. Right. Um, but the, secondary, Orleans, the secondary, mainly. Yeah, well. New Orleans doesn't really have much of an offense. Honestly, good point. Uh, Kamara has not looked good. And Tampa's always got a tough run defense. Yeah, always. Um, 
I mean, you got, you got Vita Vea. I mean, Chris Olave is a differentiating factor right here, but yeah. I, but still, I think Tampa has more weapons on offense. I think they're able to outscore New Orleans. I agree. All right, that leads us into the, the waiver, waiver wire watch. watch. Um, we've got a couple guys on here this week. I'll kick it off with Zay Jones. Um, Jones has had back-to-back games where he's had 10-plus targets. Um, he's combined for 19 catches and 213 yards in those two games. Seems like Jacksonville's been throwing the ball a lot more lately, and Zay Jones has been the one getting a lot of those targets. He's only rostered in 38% of sleeper leagues and has a nice matchup against Detroit this week. Yeah, I mean, he had a monster game. He did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd... Zay Jones has got to be a top priority out there, if he's out there, which, I mean, he's only rostered 38% of sleeper league, so chances are he is out there. Right. Um, the next one we've got Zonovan Bam Knight. Bam was elevated from the practice squad this week to play against the Bears, mm-hmm. and he started. He played over James Robinson. Um, he He's a powerful runner. I, I just really like what I saw out of him. He came out and had over 100 total yards from scrimmage in his first career game and provided a huge spark on offense. Michael Carter just went down with a sprained ankle. They're calling it a low ankle sprain, which obviously is better than uh, – than a high ankle sprain, but it wouldn't shock me if he's still out this week against the Vikings. And wasn't James Robinson a healthy scratch? He was a healthy scratch. So, um, I, I look for Bam Knight to get some more reps, especially in the passing game. Um, like I said, Mike White's just been able to find everyone, and the the running backs will be getting some touches in the in the passing game. Bam Knight is rostered in zero percent of sleeper leagues, so go out and get him. Get some running back depth. Um, especially there. for this week, he'll 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 be getting some some reps out there. Good rental so. guy for sure. Yeah. Uh, next up on the list, we have Jelani Woods. Um, the Jelani Woods breakout game finally happened. It's something I've been waiting for personally. I loved him coming out of college. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had a great combine, and he's just a big dude. I mean, he's six seven, two fifty at tight end. Um, I mean, you just they got to get him on the field more in general. They do. Um. This was his first game getting over 40% of the snaps on offense, and he brought in eight of his nine targets for 98 yards, and he finished as a tight end, too, this week. He's only rostered in 4% of sleeper leagues, but will most likely still be behind Moali Cox on the depth chart, so I'd be pretty cautious while adding him. Um, death taxes and Moali Cox still are the starting tight end for the Colts. Or just <laughs> anywhere, yeah. I mean, I feel like Moali Cox just steps into these yeah. uh, under these teams and, and starts, even though he's not really the most reliable. <laughs> I think you you got to move to Jelani Woods. He's, he's just the a future. huge body. He's 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 massive, and they they were using primarily like in the red zone mm-hmm. to, at the beginning of the season, but now it looks like they're starting to get him more involved in offense. You have to, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, I, who's I think, covering six foot seven? Right. What, and he has what speed. kind of linebacker is covering that? Didn't he run like a four five forty? He might have. I, I I'm not too sure. I I didn't know much about him honestly. So really, Jelani Woods. Here, let me look this up real quick. Jelani Woods, 40 time, was 4-6. For a tight end, that's crazy. For a tight end, that's 6-7, 250. 4-6. Uh, yeah. uh, not a 4-5. 4-5 would be even more insane, but 4-6-40 for someone who's 6-7. Like, some receivers are on 4-6. Right. Um, and the last guy in the waiver wire watch, Mike Effing White. You know, QB1 of the Jets put up 315 and three touchdowns, only had six incompletions. Like I said, another favorable matchup against this uh, this Vikings pass defense who ranks last. Um, he gets the ball quick, makes makes some impressive reads, 
He's only rostered in 8% of leagues, and depending on matchups, I think he could finish as a top 12 uh, fantasy quarterback. Um, like I said, depending on matchups, but I think this matchup particularly against the Vikings, I, I see him as a top 10 play. Um, It's bold. Yeah. I don't know about top 10, but I definitely think he's somebody you could, uh, you know, I think you're giving too much stream. credit to the Vikings. I think you're giving too much credit to Mike White. Mike White was a backup for a reason. He's he's going, but the, the thing is, like, he's like going up against a worse pass defense than he just faced. Mm-hmm. And he but and he looked great in the pouring on rain. Any, on in any, the pouring rain on any given Sunday. Uh, Mike Mike White's gonna put up a game. Maybe the Jets don't win it, but Mike White is not gonna be the reason why the Jets lose. I can guarantee that. Maybe, or maybe he'll throw three interceptions. He could, <laughs> but he still won't be the reason why we lose that game. <laughs> Um, and we just want to give an honorable mention, well, dishonorable mention, kind of. <laughs> yeah. But um, I hate that this guy's on this list. But Deshaun Watson, um, if you have no morals and you want to win your fantasy league, I'd, I'd add him. <laughs> he he is only rostered in sixty percent of sleeper leagues, which is why we bring it up. I mean, you've got a guy who's probably going to be a QB one to finish the season in the li- yeah, in these last few weeks. He has some targets. Who could be sitting on waivers. He's got Amari Cooper. He's got Donovan Peoples Jones. They, they've got David Njoku. Yeah, he's got guys around. A great him. run game behind him. Yeah, he's got guys around him, and I think he'll end up actually being a really. Solid. Just, I hate him. The biggest you concern. Know, and I I always hated him out of out of college too. There was just something about him that I disliked, and uh, maybe maybe it was just my instinct. I, I just knew he was a little. I, a little I liked off. him. I liked him up until what happened. Yeah. Um, but it it does concern me that he hasn't played in two years. I a hundred percent agree. Uh, I think he's going to be a little rusty, so when, I wouldn't expect anything out of him this you know first week. Good thing for him, he's facing the Texans. Right, <laughs> right. So he's able to ease into it. It's like yeah. a, a scrimmage almost for him. Honestly, yeah. But, it's, it's like a preseason game. Right, right. So uh, I think that's going to wrap up um, this week's episode. Yeah, make sure to check out the merch. And uh, and our social media. Yep. Uh, Ice Path Sports on Instagram, TikTok. Ice Path Pod on Twitter. And you can check out the YouTube version. We're closing in on 10K. We are. We are almost at 10,000 subscribers yeah. on YouTube. So in. if you have not yet, hit that subscribe button for us. Please do. Uh, I sound like every cringy YouTube yep. person ever. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it. We'll see, you guys. we'll see you guys next Tuesday. And as always, stay, stay cool. cool. Merch